following recording is Harav Benjamin Eisenberger Schlita, who came to address the Twisted Parenting Group. Approximately 100 parents came together to hear Chizik and Hadracha from the Ruf Shlita. I want to thank the Ruf for coming. We really appreciate it because the Ruf is probably one of the busiest people in the world. People waiting all over the world to speak to him, and we appreciate your time. As a Hakdama, Kal Yisrael is really going through mamish turmoil. When we grew up, all of us, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, some of you, nobody ever dreamed. Nobody ever dreamed. Can you, can you tell them to shut, shut the door? Nobody ever dreamed that there would be such a thing, a child should go off the derech. It happened maybe one out of, who knows, 10,000, 20,000. It, it was something that we never imagined could happen. And nobody dreamed that there would be a time where from nice, wonderful, lechtig families, erlich of good parents, these are not dysfunctional people, and that one after another after another we could have such a state of chaos and confusion and pain. And Klal Yisrael is very confused what the Mahalach is and what should you do and how could you this and how can you that and advice is hard to, to get. Masa, this is not, we don't do chinuch here, we don't do parenting, this is going tiferain in the sugya, this is going to a place where every parent here has a child who's off the derech, means that we're dealing with very sad, terrible, terrible things that we should never, as a tzibur, ever have to have had discussions about trauma, abuse, pain, dysfunction, cutting, drugs, whoever thought growing up that there will be a time in Klal Yisrael that a, a normal kid from a normal family is going to be doing drugs. Who did drugs? Goyim do drugs. Even don't do drugs. Dropouts, left and right. As a community, we have hundreds of kids. You go to the parks on Friday night, open Chil Shabbos, hundreds of kids, Flatbush, Barabak, wherever you go. And we have a tzibur over here who are trying to do a mahalach that's cutting edge, controversial maybe, and we're trying to do the right thing. And um, I just want to, a little bit to, to, to do things in a certain order. We'll get to some <coughs> questions afterwards, and then the Ruch can give us some hadrocha and, and chizuk. I feel it's very important every time we have a, a, a manig in Klal Yisrael that comes, that we have to show things that are right and wrong and true, because we have a force of people that can testify and give testimony just by, by being here, as to what, what works and what doesn't work. So we understand that. I have a few things that I want to go through. One of the biggest confusions in Klal Yisrael is that when kids go off the derech, right away they're branded as rebels. Ki'ilu, this kid, was born very hairy. His name was Esau, Yishmael. And he was always probably a troubled kid. And he was always very mean. Didn't care about anybody. Didn't care about anything. Not sensitive. Not caring. Bad midos. Not smart. Because... They're obviously not too smart. They're wrecking their whole lives. They're ruining their families' lives. They're causing so much tsar to everyone around them. And that right away from people who don't meet these kids, that's the impression. And I, I just want to show the Rav. And I want everybody, please raise your hand if when the child, this child, this is the Agmas Nefesh of the family, was growing up, if he was a super sweet, sensitive, mushy kid. And this is Pile Plein, because... If, if somebody would tell me this, I would think that it starts off over here with the very dumb, mean kids, and it goes all the way here to sweet and smart kids. So I wouldn't expect anybody from sweet and sensitive and caring to be there. And over and over again, the parents who come to me, who are coming with their biggest tzar, they're not looking to say good things about this kid. 
by the time they come to me that they're not, not, they're not thinking that this is a good kid. And when you talk about this kid growing up, it's always very sweet. Another thing, another thing, raise your hand if this kid was above average intelligence. And keep your hand up if this kid was a Mitsuyim. We're not dealing with dumb kids. We have Mitsuyanim, we have the, the diamonds of Klal Yisrael, sweet, caring, midis, beautiful, wonderful families. And that right away slugs up a lot of the, the things that people talk about, that they're rebels, that they're rebellious, they, they went with Tarbusra, they, they freaked out, and they're animals, and they're Bali Taiva. Why Dafka, these kids, the Bali Taiva, everyone has Taiva, but they, they can't handle the Taiva at all, these, just this group. That's the first thing that I wanted to mention. Second thing I wanted to mention is that there are two groups of people that come to me. There's the parents who are describing a child who is in a matzah of a pikuach nefesh and who is dysfunctional because they know that the child went through some kind of a severe abuse or trauma. And the other group is the group of people that don't know yet. And based on the symptoms that are so clear, that's how we can identify the symptoms of these kids, they always find out, I get those calls two or three years later. And that's another nukuda that we have to understand, that we're not talking about chinuch, and we're not talking about regular, there's nothing regular about what we're doing. We're talking about dysfunction and trauma and drugs, and kids who want to die, kids who can't sleep, kids who have anxiety, kids who are depressed. Another thing that I think is a nukuda just to talk about, because we have a big oilam together for the Rav. Before coming to me, how many of you were given advice by askanim, professionals, or rabbanim, to try to stop the child's behavior by being confrontational, give consequences, show him who's the boss, make rules, use tough love, don't give in, lock the child out of the house, get an eviction notice, pins, or have to call Hatzalah Shomrim or the police for domestic violence. Now, the question for you people who raised your hands, are you in a matzav now that you still want to get your kid out of the house? One of the big things that are happening is that people are in pain. They're in pain because the matzav is so bad that they have no choice. And when they call 911 or they wanted to get an eviction notice, it's not because they're getting bad advice. It's because there's, there, you can't live, you can't breathe in that matzav anymore. What we've been be able to do, Baruch Hashem, successfully is rewind the matzav back to a place where we're not living like that. We're not fighting, we're not screaming, that no, no kids are putting hammers by their father's heads and nobody is doing all these crazy things that the matzav was before. That's very amazing. How many of your children had a diagnosis for mental illness or ADHD, anxiety, OCD, BPD, bipolar before coming here? Rebbe, watch this. This is amazing. How many of you still have any of those symptoms for that diagnosis? So what happened to the symptoms? In other words, when you came here with your daughter, she was suicidal? Does <clears throat> she have OCD now? She had OCD, depression, anxiety. The symptoms are disappearing, and the psychiatrists that are in charge of this kid for the, before they come for a year or two are saying, like, what happened? They don't need medication anymore? Some of them need mild stuff. They still have anxiety, still have problems sleeping, but no OCD. Like, I, I don't want to pick years. on you. What? Eight, nine years, not years. Eight, nine years of? Going from drug to drug to drug to drug. 
unfortunately, if the source of all of this is trauma, then when they act in sugar because they're in pain, these drugs don't address that. They're addressing the wrong thing. That's, that's a, a testimony that shows how many kids are in Nebuch in the psych wards. Because when your kid, I'm sorry, I'm picking on you, right? When he picked up the hammer, the normal thing to do is 911. What happens? They take him to the psych ward. How many Yiddish Kindle are in the psych ward? They're not psychiatric patients, they don't belong there, but they're in so much pain that they're acting out. And when you go over to them and you say, What's the matter with you? How come you're doing this? How could you do this to me? How can you got to behave and you got to teach and you're ruining the family? Then what happens to them? I just want to read an email that I got today. This is what we're up against, Rabbi Say. This is what we're up against. This is a letter going to a bunch of Askanim from a very big Askin who's trying to get money for a girl who needs a lot of help. He writes like this, On Matzah Shabbos Hanukkah, I sat in the emergency room all night with a suicidal 24-year-old girl. Today her insurance decided to stop paying for her hospitalization, and they discharged her. If we don't find placement for her immediately, she will end up carrying out her plan from two weeks ago. She will kill herself. Physically and emotionally abused by her parents made her the perfect target for not just one but two brothers-in-law to sexually abuse her as a child. She finally saw therapy, working through her pain, brought on severe nightmares. This is another thing that we're having, that a lot of these kids, when they go to talk therapy, it ends up making them worse. Her family cut off all ties with her, which left her depressed and suicidal. A hospitalization followed where her family sent in someone to give her the message they'd rather see her die now than ruin the family name because she's off the derech. Her therapist and psychiatrist worked tirelessly to help her, but to no avail, and she ended up back in the hospital again. We finally found a residential long-term treatment center that she, that she can heal in, but with a bill of $30,000 a month, how can we send her? The real question is how can we not send her? If we don't, she will end up dead on the street. And we will be left saying, if only we raised the money to help her, then we could have saved her. Please help us raise the money. And now, Gvirim are trying to give collect $360,000 for a year with the hopes that it'll help. Baruch Hashem, this is something that we're avoiding because when you have parents, you don't need that. Nachanakuda, that's very important. Then we're going to get to the, to the questions and to the testimony. Yeah. How many siblings do we have? Klal Yisrael is so concerned about Okay, what about the siblings? We see that this is like a cancer that's growing and people are popping off. If we merachik them, what's going to be with the siblings? If we of them, what's going to be with the siblings? In this room we have be'erich. How many siblings be'erich? Approximately 500 siblings. How many of you, and don't be shy, and you can, this is not the, you could always say anything that you want. How many of you were warned that if you're going to be of this child and accept them and allow them to be off the derech in your house, that your other children can go off the derech. And how many of you feel that that's a problem for your other siblings? Well, we're finding, and the testimony of the parents that comes in over and over and over again, is that the other kids are steiging, like the Novomitsky Rebbe was made from the parents that he knew, they're steiging immensely when it's worked on as a family team. How many of you feel that your other kids are growing from the fact that they have a brother off the derech? And the world is worried about these siblings. When I did a, a, a sibling group on Sunday for the girls, and they walk in here, and I, we had about 35 girls, and I said, you are Kalal Yisrael's biggest worry. You, the, the sisters of boys and girls going off to Derek, everyone is worried about you. And you should hear the way they talked. They were so fast. What is it? Like your kids, you were all saying before, maybe you'll say it again later to the row. 
the shtarkeit, the feskeit, that they can juggle the two worlds to understand this is Nebuch, my brother and sister, they're in pain, I don't want to be like them. And they can compliment them and boost them and play the game, and yet they can turn around and say, Nebuch, Nebuch, and say Tehillim for them. That's something that's really, really amazing. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.